If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the golf betting system Greetings, welcome to the Golf Bank System podcast. It's episode 276. It's our 2023 Horizon Irish Open Bets pod. Barry O'Hanrahan and Paul Williams join me, Steve Bamford, to discuss our selections for this week's DP World Tour action from the K Club in County Kildare. Good morning, gents. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. Please subscribe to this podcast as you drive the popularity of the show. This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gamble aware. You can visit begambleaware.org for more info. And of course, please bet responsibly. Visit our world famous golf betting system website where we have in-depth betting preview from Paul for the Irish Open. We've got course form statistics combined with current form stats plus, of course, our Horizon Irish Open predictor model. All of this content, like this podcast, completely free of charge. There's no paywall. We're available on X. You can follow us. Barry is at A Good Talk Golf. Paul is at Golf Betting. I am at Bamford Golf. Now, you guys, as listeners, power this podcast. So we need your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. As ever, for those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the start of a future show. Leave your name and where you are in the review. Please keep them coming. We're getting quite close to the end of our uh, of our stockpile here, so new reviews, please, chaps. That'd be absolutely fantastic. We've got one here. My new favourite golf betting podcast, five stars. The dulcet tones of Steve Bamford are a pleasure to listen to each week. I feel like I'm being serenaded into uh, into picks by Michael Caine himself after years of only indulging in American podcasts. Making the switch to the Golf Betting System podcast for the last two weeks has been a revelation. Will be a weekly listen for as long as I'm betting on golf going forwards. Truly one of the best shows out there. Thank you, Jensen. Keep doing your thing. That's from Adam, also unknown as. He's in Canada. Brilliant stuff. Thank you, Adam. Thank you very much, Adam. I don't know if Michael Caine this week. I think we've got Barry White on the show. <laughs> he is deep got bit, today. Got a bit of a croak on. So uh, yeah, hopefully I'll make it through the hour, chaps, without collapsing. Paul's got problems this week. He's got a croaky voice. He thinks he's got COVID and he's got some uh, some wireless earphones on that he's not sure will last an hour. <laughs> So apart from that, everything's uh, everything's going very, very yeah. smoothly. It's all hunky-dory. It's all hunky-dory here, isn't it? It feels a little bit like Matt Fitzpatrick and his ability to close tournaments uh, in, in the last few holes from uh, last week. Oh, there you go. I've teed it up, boys. Away we go. It's, uh, he's in control the whole week, wasn't he? Just <laughs> get to that business end of a Sunday and uh, just didn't quite happen. Four under for the day. Sitting in the middle of the fairway on the 15th. You know, what, what do you need to do from there? Get it, make, make his birdie, just kind of saunter into the clubhouse. But no, 
Takes five from the middle of the fairway. A couple of bogeys. Aberg gets uh, on a tear and uh, it just turns it round in a matter of seconds. It's well, it's golf betting for you. We know we know how this works. We know how uh, Sundays work in, and particularly on the DP World Tour. But you, you know, as you just said there, Steve, you would expect someone of Matt Fitz Matt Fitzpatrick's ability to, uh, to to convert that opportunity. So yeah, and you can't dispute Aberg's talent, can you? It, he's going to win a multitude of uh, tournaments and titles over his career. Um, he's kind of rather been gifted that one, though, to start him off. Uh, but, yeah. Cool. Yeah, you've got to be in the right place, haven't you? But yeah. um, it was interesting what Luke Donald said. By the way, um, clearly we were all on Matt Fitzpatrick. We were all on Alex Fitzpatrick. So, at least there was some... Uh, I know that we, I think Barry and I were on eight places, so we got full each way returns on that. But yeah, I wasn't on he's Matt. He's a talented boy. Matt was too short, but um, yeah, Alex had seven places, so I got a full payout, which was nice. You did, yeah. That's a good yeah. week 65, 65, 68, 67. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, he's a talented boy. Yeah. He's going to go places, that one. Big time. I mean, like. <laughs> Look, he's gonna be one. I, I, he's gonna I be like, one to watch on the on the DP World Tour next year, isn't he? Gonna be playing a full schedule next year. Yeah, there's there, there's um, you you think on the trajectory he's shown so far this year that he's going to get one of those top ten places next year to get a um, PGA Tour card. Um, it'll be interesting to watch if this is just a unless flash in the pan. Goes, or, unless he, well, he could go to Q School and just jump the queue. Yeah, that's worth it. I think we'll go into some details on it. It might be something for next week because it's the start of well, it's not the start of the PGA Tour season because basically it's the full series this year because the the new season starts in twenty twenty four. Lo and behold, um, they've changed the system around. But it'll be worth in just discussing next week how the PGA Tour is actually going to work for the next few months and what sort of goals are out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Alex Fitzpatrick, I've been impressed with him. Very, very impressed. Um, if he's on the DP World Tour next season, I think he's going to be one of the one of the, the brighter brighter names to follow. And it's you know while he's while you're still getting the prices that you're getting right now, probably one to continue having some interest around. Yeah. Um, let's talk Ryder Cup qualification. Uh, Luke Donald yesterday announced his picks. I thought my views on on um, on Luke were you, you compared Luke Donald to Zach Johnson the previous week. It was like chalk and cheese. Hmm. <laughs> very very calm, very well spoken, very natural. Yeah. Um, for the picks we knew anyway. Well, we didn't because uh, because Fitzpatrick bumped Fleetwood, but Fleetwood rose. They were they were going to always be in there. There was a rumour that Strachan might get dropped, but I couldn't really see that on a guy that had won on the PGA Tour recently and made the Tour Championship. That'd be a little bit harsh, dropping him for someone like Adrian Moronk. Um, but clearly Strachan's in there. I think that the shocks, of course, were not so much Aberg. On It was interesting what Donald said. He said, I, I was talking to... Um, Aberg on the PGA Tour, I think he said in Detroit, and I, I challenged him, Come, why don't you come over to Europe? Come over to Europe for a couple of events, see what you can do. And, you know, if you play really, really well, you, you might make the team. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly what he did, wasn't it? Exactly yeah. what Ludwig did. 
dangled that carrot. Worked, didn't it? Didn't it just? Didn't it just? I suppose the the one here is um, the include for me for me him and Nikolai Hoygaard is are the perfect captains picks mm. for you know the fifth and sixth spots. I'm sure there's plenty of debate out there whether Nikolai should have been included over and above Adrian Moronk. What what are your thoughts on that, gentlemen? Well, I I I think it was interesting what. Donald said, um, and he talked about uh, Nikolai, yeah, what Nikolai had done over the last couple of weeks. And I, it kind of feels to me that in a world where he's got to make a decision between a couple of players, and those players know who they are, and he, Luke, by the sounds of it, was very open with them. He could have just challenged those guys. He could have challenged a Nikolai Hoygaard. He could have challenged an Adrian Ronk and said, look, if it comes down to you two guys... I'm going to pick the player who plays the best out of these two weeks. Simple as that. So there's going to be no ambiguity here. If one of you plays better than the other, you're in. You've both won on the course, but I'm going to take the the, the one that's obviously the, uh, the the most in form. Nikolai, third and fifth over those two weeks. Moronk, 62nd and 13th. Simple as that. It's cut and dried. And he picks the player that's uh, seen to be in form. Or is for? Hmm. It's um. I I feel bad for Moronk. I mean, he's he's third in the race to Dubai rankings this year. He's won three times in the last fourteen months, including on the course that they're about to go play. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a little something there that just you know didn't make him a compelling pick for Donald, and that sucks for him. But I'm on the other side. You think that it was the spots that we're talking about that were available, quote unquote, were the two that uh, Hoygaard and Aberg got, and so mm-hmm. the, one of those spots is, you know, in theory at Moronk's expense or not at his expense, but he missed out on it. I'm thrilled about having Hoygaard and Aberg there. I, I, it feels to me, it feels like their ceiling is a bit higher than Moronk's, like the they can achieve that little bit more in the game or that's what it feels like and so yeah for those for that reason those picks are absolutely perfect yeah yeah oh, i agree 100 yeah yeah it's tough someone is always going to miss out and uh, i thought it was a classy response from adrian Moronk on twitter x um just to wish the team well and uh you know, kind of showed that uh, no hard feelings. I'm sure he's very, very disappointed, but uh, he's put a cracking uh, run of events together and some cracking form. And as you described, Barry, to get himself into that position as lofty as he is on the the, the, the season long standings, uh, just shows you how well he has been playing. And uh, yeah, his time will come. His time will come, I expect. Another chance in two years. Yeah, you can I mean, actually see a huge difference, can't you, between the way that Zach Johnson has picked his team and the way that Luke Donald has picked his team. Yeah. When and when we when we rewind to the FedEx Cup playoffs and the Ryder Cup selections of of you know of previous vintages, you had this scenario with the PJ Tour where oh well you know we're not picking we're not picking players. In the in the US team that are on form, we're not picking the hot players, and 
they've done exactly the same. This, they're, they're manufacturing this team spirit. It's all about the team. It's all about team spirit. This is this keeps coming, you know, from the from the uh, what do they call it? The something or other? The, the task force, isn't it? It's all about manufacturing team spirit. The reason we get beat by Team Europe is because they've got team spirit, and we're a bunch of twelve individuals. So it's all about the team. It's all about team spirit. And then you get a scenario with Europe this week where basically Luke Donald for picks 11 and 12 has put the hottest players yep. that he can put into the team. And just said, right, they're young, they're hot, they're in. And and then we've got a blank sheet of paper and we've got we've got some fantastic players at the, at the top end, McElroy, Hovland, Rahm. Uh, and, and we can just pair, we can put pairings together that suit the course and... and there's no nothing preordained there. With the Americans, you just know what's coming. It's going to be Sam and Scotty. It's yep. going to be JT and Jordan. It's going to be Cantlay and Xander. It's all preordained. It's all about team spirit. And it's probably not all about what they actually need to piece together to get the maximum amount of points around Marco Simone. And I just think it's a huge, huge uplift for Team Europe again. Yes, looking forward to it. It's gonna, you know, the the, the betting still suggests that the uh, the US team is um, is favourite, but I, it feels a little bit closer than that to me. I mean, on paper, they should destroy us all the time, and mm. particularly this one. With the if you assume that the world rankings are completely correct and clean, but the paper doesn't work when it comes to matches played in Europe or at least not for 30 years so there's there's a lot going on that has um you know a huge impact on Europe's performance and you know goes in our favor Mm. I think the things are with my partisan hat on I think things are really nicely in our favor we've got you know arguably only one guy a little bit out of form that's Larry um and mm-hmm. he's the he's the kind of field golfer that can turn things around so quickly. Um, I mean, we, we saw that before he won the Open Championship uh, a yep. few years ago. He was throwing in double bogeys and dropping shots like to you know for fun, mm. but he cleaned that up so quickly in like the the week before uh, the tour, you know, the Open, and then went on to win the Open. Yeah, so. I'd feel like Larry can kind of use the the team environments to to his advantage and kind of get back a, enough form to be to be more than competitive or in the Ryder Cup. So I'm feeling really, really, really confident in Europe at the moment, um, and nobody's going to talk me off that. But I think I think that's another positive though, Barry, for Team Europe. You've got the Irish Open this week, which is a great field, one of the strongest Irish Open fields I, I can remember. Um, and then you've clearly got Wentworth next week, BMW mm. PGA. We've got two big events over here where our players can play competitive golf in Europe, you know, iron out the problems, and they're two good tournaments to win. Yeah, And you've great. got a set of Americans who are going to come over here ice cold with a, like a three-week gap since the Tour Championship who haven't played any European golf whatsoever. And all spread at different parts of America, whereas a lot of our team are kind of coming together, going out to dinner, getting some playing. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that I haven't seen more American uh, Ryder Cup names in the field for Wentworth. Yeah, that that just yeah, exactly. There's none. It just makes it like to me. It makes 
all the sense in the world. Get a competitive tournament in on a parkland course in roughly the same time zone, you know, mm-hmm. two weeks out. I just, it's, um, it seems like a no-brainer. Well, the, the other scenario there is, and I was thinking about this yesterday, just doing a bit of pre-research on the Fortinet Championship that they play uh, in Northern California on the PGA Tour. You've got JT playing that next week, and in all likelihood, Max Homer will be there defending, you know, going for a three three peat. Yep. So you've then got at least two of the Americans that are coming, and oh, a private plane. They're flying from California to Rome Sunday, arriving in Europe Monday for the Ryder Cup, direct from California. Now that cannot be maximising your, your team's chances, can it? It just can't. No. And you've got you had that Wentworth scenario there. I know Tom Hoagie's coming across. There's a few coming over, but none of I, I didn't. I haven't seen so far any names on the on the Wentworth list from Team USA on their Ryder Cup team. No, no, there's not. Not that I've seen. Do you know what they missed out on this year though? They should have made this a designated event. Then all of the Ryder Cuppers will be playing in Wentworth. Now, mm. what what an event that would be then. You've got one of the strongest fields of the year two weeks before the Ryder Cup. You generate all of this talk. Oh, he was playing well. He missed the cut. How's that going to impact our team? You just have absolute frenzy of um, for the fans in having them all play the same tournament two weeks before the, the Ryder Cup actually happens. I think it would have been. Yeah. It's a really big missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, perhaps the DP World Tour will want to keep... The uh, the PGA Championship is is their own effectively. Perhaps that's part of the uh, part of the thought process. But yeah, I certainly get your uh, get your logic with that, Barry. They've got nine ele- nine events left now on the DP World Tour. I thought it's just worth mentioning the we we've mentioned this throughout the season, and it became clear to me a few weeks ago how this works. The top ten non-exempt players on the DP World Tour rankings get PGA Tour cards for next year. So you don't have to be in the top 10. You just have to be in the top 10 of non-exempts. And that will explain itself here. Uh, just These are the 10 players that are currently holding PGA Tour cards if they stayed in, these, in their positions. Moronk at three, Victor Perez at four, Bjork at five, Minwoo Lee at six, McIntyre seven. I know you've got players here that have also got special temporary membership, but nine is nine is Yost Loughton. Wow. So Yost is toast at the present time is going to be playing on the PGA Tour next season. Wow. Ten is Tiorbjorn Olsen. Eleven, Yannick Paul. Fourteen, Pablo Larazabal. And the last card holder right now, there are nine events left, Marcel CM at 17th. The one on the bubble is Jorge Campillo. I believe he's at 18. He's also got a very good Irish Open record. So um, the reason I'm saying this is it's just to get it out there and there are motivations for players. You know, round about that top 25 to top 30 on the DP World uh, Race to Dubai. 
if you can string some good events together, there is a lot to play for right now. Mm. A lot to play for. To you know, you could be effectively getting yourself a P a full PGA Tour card for twenty twenty four. Yeah, it's gonna absolutely decimate the DP World Tour. Yeah, one of the real tournaments next year, isn't it? You lose those players at the top end. Plucking the the extra ten. Mm. Ten, yeah. But I then again, then... that make, that makes ten spots for other hungry golfers to try and get in. Hopefully, that's the way it happens. Yep. Um, and it's not just uh, guys who're in the I twilight. Podcast, I mentioned in a podcast a few weeks ago that about Corn Ferry playoffs. They are they are not happening this year. So forget about Corn Ferry playoffs. They are not happening. Um, the, the the top 125 is going to be confirmed after the RSM Classic in November and then we move straight to 2024. So the only way you can get into the PGA Tour now would be clearly the Corn Ferry top 25. You've got this top 10 coming in from the DP World Tour, non-exempt. And I, then you've got, I believe it's six coming in from a, from a Q school, which I think they're playing at TPC Sawgrass, but not on the main course. It's one of the it's one of the secondary courses. There might be wrong. I'm pretty sure, and it's TPC Sawgrass though, which would make sense because it's it's effectively PGA Tour HQ. Mm. So that that's going to be an interesting t- tournament to uh, keep an eye on. So yes, a lot's been a lot's been decided this week with the Ryder Cup, and there is a lot to decide moving forward on the DP World Tour, which takes us, of course, to this week's Irish Open. In terms of best bookmaker for the twenty twenty three Horizon Irish Open, we're highlighting Bet three six five as ever. Their each way extra market available, which gives you the option to increase or decrease the number of places when you are betting pre-event on the Irish outright market. Right now, as we record the pod, they are offering extended market best odds and eight places each way on the market leaders, such as McElroy at 7-2. Interesting with McElroy, he was definitely backed in yesterday. I think he was priced up initially at 4-1. to one. Yeah. Tyrrell Hatton at 10-1. to one. Min Woo Lee at 20-1. We've got Matt Wallace at 40-1. to one. They're also, they've got, this one caught my eye, Rasmus Hoygaard. 70 to 1, eight places each way, via each way extra, a 50 odds with Bet365. He's as short as 45 to 1 with Paddy Power, seven places each way, at a 50 odds. We recommend Bet365. If you are 18 plus and do not have a Bet365 sports account, you can find details of their Bet 10 pounds, get 30 pounds in free bets, new customer promotion. Plus a link through to that to very offer with T's and C's in the podcast description. Don't forget to use the bonus code SPORT30 when registering. SPORT30 when registering. There you go, Paul. I thought I'd save your voice because you can now take over the pod. Talk us through the Horizon Irish Open. Thank you, Steve. Yes, um, looking forward to this. Actually, looking forward to the next few weeks. We've got cracking run of events haven't we with uh, with this and then went with next week opened the France uh, and then the Ryder Cup and then the Dunhill Links so um, some, some really good juicy uh, tournaments to get our teeth into uh, I, I just I, I'll run through some of the other names at the top of the market I know you, you've mentioned a few of them McElroy as you said 7-2 to was 4-1 to one when he first opened yesterday so there's been some uh, good money for Rory at the top of the market already. Till Hatton 10, Shane Lowry 20 to 1. He's been drifting out a little bit. 
Miralu 20 to 1, Adam Scott 22s, Adrian Moronk 28 to 1. Uh, Alexander Bjork and Aaron Rye, 35 to 1, 40 to 1 bar those players. Lots of options, no PGA Tour golf this week. So there are some extended places um, above and beyond uh, what Steve's already mentioned. Labrooks and Coral are both going 10 places each way, 50 odds this week as well. So um, prices there will be a, a notch or two down on Bet365, but uh, well worth checking out actually to see if there's an an option there for the players that you're looking to back. Now, we're at the K Club. um, We're at the Palmer course here at the K Club. There are two two courses, actually. The other, the Smurfit. um, I was talking to Barry before we started recording. It's a bit more of an inland linksy kind of style. This one uh, that's being played is is definitely Parkland. Uh, It's a 7,350-yard par 72, four par fives. Um, If you go back to 2016, when it was last played uh, for the Irish Open, only three of the par fives played under under par and only four holes in total played under par. Every other hole played over. So it was pretty tricky. Um, Power in the greens. It also hosted the old European Open up to 2003 and also the Ryder Cup in 2006. But if you're looking at the um, the data on this, the website this week, 2016 is undoubtedly the most relevant when it comes to uh, when it comes to this week's test. Now, Barry, you've played the K Club, um, so you 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 may have some uh, some some nuggets or thoughts. And you, you went to the 2016 um, Irish Open as well, didn't you? You mentioned earlier. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's only just down the road, less than an hour from where I am. Uh, it's the last time I played was, I think it was the end of last year in October. Um, extremely hungover. We were playing like a, a, a low, uh, a low handicapper event and, uh, it was cold. Ball was not flying very far and we all got destroyed. But again, that kind of reinforced that, uh, for, for me, hit a lot of greens in regulation here you make your life an awful lot easier um mm. i i i don't think this um i think this week will be fine for length i know it sounds like a long course particularly for this part of the world but it's warm this week the the ground's starting to dry up quite nicely um that doesn't mean we can't get some rain coming in but it seems for this for the first time in the last two months everything's quite settled here for weather so I think the course will be looking in absolutely pristine condition. Um, they they did a huge amount of work to it there, um, and reopened. The, you know, I think they resodded all the fairways. Um, I ha- haven't got the full details of what the, the the you know the end what they did, but the end result is it's in um, immaculate condition now. So. I think we'll we'll see a nice week and we'll get plenty of replays of I mean I think it works out quite well actually this year. We'll get a lot of replays on Sky of the um the win we had in the Ryder Cup here back mm. um it's back it's quite a few years now, but you know, it'll be it'll all just kind of helps build the momentum for good vibes in, in uh team Europe. Yeah, absolutely smashed them that year back in two thousand and six, didn't we? I was it eighteen and a half, nine yeah. half, something like that, wasn't it? brilliant it was it was a bit of um it was a bit cruel almost but anyway let's uh let's see we'll take any kind of win this time around <laughs> can i just can i just jump in quickly yeah go for it i've made a huge cock up 
I do apologise to listeners. Clearly, the Ryder Cup isn't the week after Wentworth. It's two weeks after Wentworth. Because you've got the kazoo open to France in between. Uh, So all of those points I was making about Max Homer, Justin Thomas, scratch them. Completely scratch them. So you're a week week in advance. Okay. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Billy Horschel and uh, Tom Kim are playing the Open to France as well. Mm. And they're playing Wentworth. Yeah. In Billy Horschel's case, he's playing three Europe events on the bounce. Yeah. I think Billy Billy likes his European holidays at this time of year. He does. Comes over, gets his West Ham in, does a bit of fishing, a bit of golf. Mm. Mm. Yeah, a little excursion for Billy. So apologies for that. I got that completely wrong. For Scratch everything I said about uh, <laughs> team, uh, team USA and uh, their prep not being correct by playing in California and then flying direct to uh, Europe because that isn't happening. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, back to the Irish Open. Yeah, they'll have a week in between time, but uh, yeah, even so, um, yeah. It's, it's it's not acclimatising to uh, to the European conditions by by playing over the Fortinet. So there's, there's still some logic in your argument, I think. Um, just to touch on the weather you mentioned there, Barry. Yeah, it it, it does look fantastic, doesn't it? It's um, warm, sunny, up to uh, kind of around 25 centigrade, 77 thereabouts Fahrenheit. Light winds. Um, you might get a shower on Sunday, but um, nothing substantial by the looks of it. Should be um, extremely pleasant for both watching and playing golf mm. over at the K Club this week, um, which is nice to see. Uh, I'll just give you a flavour of some previous winners here um, before we go into uh, what might be needed around the course. Twenty ten, and these are all different courses, of course, because the Irish Open. Uh, does hop about from venue to venue. Twenty ten was Ross Fisher at twenty to one. Twenty eleven Simon Dyson twenty five to one. Jamie Donaldson sixty six to one the year after. Paul Casey fifty to one. Some some reasonably good mid prices coming through. Uh, Mikko Alonen eighty to one. Uh, then Son Kelton at a tough renewal at one hundred and fifty to one. Rory McIlroy here in twenty sixteen four to one was the winner. Uh, John Rahm fourteen to one the year after. Russell Knox twenty eight to one. Rahm again in twenty nineteen at eight to one. Then the last three years, John Catlin forty to one at Galgoran Castle. Uh, Lucas Herbert thirty threes, and then Adrian Moronk won this last year at twenty two to one. So generally, you're looking kind of eighty to one or shorter. Um, there was that one outlier there from Soren Kjeldsen that was in tough conditions. Uh, Three man playoff that was one hundred and fifty to one. Um, 2016, though, as we mentioned, is the most um, important for this because that was the one that Rory won uh, here at the K Club. He was the only player to reach double digits under par for the week at 12 under, uh, which kind of gives you a flavour of how tricky the course can be. Now, I guess it's going to be firm. The firmness of the course is probably going to be the the thing that dictates the difficulty of it this week because there's not going to be any wind um, there's not going to be any of the elements to uh, to contend with in terms of uh, in, in terms of making it tricky so it's only going to be if they can firm up the, uh, the the greens enough to make it a challenging test in that respect but uh, from what Barry said earlier greens and regulation um, and making sure that your approach shots find those putting surfaces is pretty important so if it does get um, a, a little bit firmer on the greens then that could make it quite interesting this week now looking at Rory's stats from 2016 he did lead the field for greens and regulation which makes a level of sense um, he drove and scrambled well his putting stats were way down I mean we haven't got um, strokes gained 
going back to uh, to, to this event in 2016. But uh, just looking at his raw numbers, he didn't putt particularly well. But then, given that he'd uh, led the field for greens regulation, it didn't really matter, and certainly didn't matter when they, uh, they totted the numbers up at the end of the week. Russell Knox, he was the runner-up, or one of the two runner-ups. Um, he got round a very similar MO to Rory. Um, he was right up there in terms of greens regulation. Bradley Dredge was the other runner-up. Um, his game, well, his game is always about short game of putting, and that's exactly how he got round uh, about seven years ago. So I think the short of it is there's not a single blue, blueprint for success here, but if you were to err on the side of one style of play than another than uh, than tee to green and certainly your approach shots and hitting greens and regulation need to be really strong this week I think uh, looking at wider it, um, Irish Opens in terms of incoming form if you go back all the way to Shane Lowry in 2009 when he won as an amateur um, since then every single winner has had a top 20 or better in one of their last seven starts and six of the last seven winners had a top four finish in one of their last four starts so some pretty immediate form coming in is uh, is no bad starting point I don't think that kind of is borne out by the prices particularly the prices of uh, some of the players over the last few years uh, in terms of Irish Open form, and of course the, the event does hop from from venue to venue. Five of the last seven and seven of the last ten had a previous Irish Open top ten to their names. So, uh, having sampled, having experienced an Irish Open, and having having performed reasonably well in the past is again not a bad starting point. To caveat that, John Rahm um, and, and John Catlin both won on debut, so. I, I wouldn't put all your eggs in one basket with uh, with event form, but certainly something that can be considered if you're looking through the uh, the combined stats in particular this week, um, trying to get a combination of players with um, decent or a, a decent finish in the last few events, and also something to show from their um, from their previous efforts in Ireland. Um, now, for me, I've I've not put all my eggs in uh, in one basket in fact I've put um put five different eggs in five different basket this week I think we've got to talk about Rory before we go on um because I've not backed him this week uh seven to two he has been backed in from four to one and um if, if we've been truthful if he's anywhere near his best uh then uh then he's likely to win this he won here in 2016 um if you look at the six Irish Opens either side of that rec- uh, or that window, miscut, 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 then he won, miscut, 29th, 59th. So there's no reason to suggest that Rory's unbeatable when he comes to the Irish Open. Uh, he did have that back issue at Eastlake. I know he was swinging much better by the final round, um, but um, you, know, you kind of expect that um, it to be fully fully healed by now. But he does keep all of his cards close to his chest, Rory, and um, you know should he come out and uh, you know not, not be quite hundred percent with the back, that makes seven to two a um, you know a, a pretty short price. So for me, there's just about enough to to take a chance and oppose him here. Uh, before I go on, just so I'm not speaking for you guys, um, neither of you gone anywhere near Rory this week. No, the price. Price is just too short. 
But he wins, like, he wins. Yeah, yeah. Go, go for it. Yeah, I think I think there's enough. Yeah, just question marks there, particularly with the back thing. Um, you know, that was a couple of weeks ago. I know it was it was more of a uh, yeah, it was an injury with his uh, his daughter, I think, wasn't it? Where he was uh, just just playing with her before the event. So it's it's not likely to be something that's um, yeah, really gonna gonna hold him back for a long time. But um, you know, backs can be uh, niggly little things if they get get some kind of. Uh, some kind of damage of any description, they can be tough. So yeah, I've I've left him alone. Um, plenty out there backing him though, as we said at the top, um, four to one into seven to two, and still still seems to be being back. So um, that could well be shorter by the time he starts. Yeah, but as you said, um, if he wins, he wins. Um, you know, for me, if he does win, then at least I want some reasonable each way money back for the players that I've backed. So I'll do this in two chunks. I've got a couple under 50 to one, then I'll bring you guys in. And then I've got uh, three more that are longer than that. The The first one I've backed this week is Billy Horschel. Um, the aforementioned Billy Horschel at 35 to one with eight places each way. There is 40 to one out there if you want to go with the bog standard each way places. But um, I took a little cut on the price to get the extra each way places with uh, Bet365 that was. Now, with Billy, he won his seventh PGA Tour, PGA Tour title last year um, at the Memorial. That was at 13 under. That's an ideal winning total, ideal pointer for this, I think. Now, he struggled for large parts of the year, though, um, this year. Uh, didn't make the playoffs. Really quite vocal about his struggles with the game, um, how it affected him mentally. And I think just, just talking about it, being, being open and honest about it, seems to have uh, freed him up and started to see a little spark of form before he finished for uh well, he clearly didn't play the the playoffs so he had to curtail his season short but before that 13th at the 3m open fourth at the Wyndham championship playing much much better and uh, missing those uh, playoffs did afford him some time to to take some time off um, to get across the Atlantic to catch a West Ham game and um, I saw him down at uh, well, I didn't physically see him down at the Kenilworth Road uh, on Friday night, but he was down there sampling a bit of the uh, the atmosphere at Luton, um, and uh, yeah, perhaps he uh, uh, perhaps the hammers start to the season will inspire him. He's, he he loves these excursions over, as you guys said uh, a few moments ago, and uh, it seems to be improving in terms of his mentality and his game. It's his Irish Open debut. We've seen some debutants win, so I'm not particularly worried about that. Um, form across the uh, the Irish Sea over at Wentworth is is good though fourth, first, ninth from his three starts at uh, the PGA or the DP World Tours flagship event. So um, can play in this kind of uh, part of the world uh, in, in terms of rough location area. Um, so I'm in, in on Billy. I'm also in on Matt Wallace. At, um, I backed him at 45. It's been nibbled a little bit, 40 to 1, but plenty of 40 to 1 out there. Certainly an eye-catcher statistically of late. Now, for me, long and straight works here. Um, worked very nicely for Rory back in 2016. He was eighth Rory for total driving um, on the week that week. And that makes sense. If you're going to score on those um, pivotal par fives, then getting the ball in the fairway and as far down the fairway as possible is going to give you the best chance possible to, to accumulate a score on the, on the scoreable holes and then uh, kind of hang on for the rest of the course. So um, anyone who can emulate that is going to going to have a good starting point this week. Matt, 
um, second at the Czech Masters. He was fourth there for total driving. He was fourth for greens and regulation. He was first for scrambling that week. Um, he was sixth for total driving last week at Crown Sorcier. Um, for me, when Matt Wallace is driving the ball well, he's a danger anywhere. And um, he's coming to a course that I think should suit him this week. So um quite happy to take Wallace and say 40 to 1. Um, with some extended places still available out there right now. Now, I've got another three that are over 50. So um, I'll bring you guys in. Uh, Barry, you got any 50 to 1 or shorter? Uh, I'm going to stay... Well, he's in around that. Um, I'm going to keep uh, the money on Alex Alex Fitzpatrick. Doesn't owe me anything from last week. I, just think, keep he, uh, I think he just keeps it rolling. Um, puts in another good week if that... Whether that gets into a win or not is um, remains to be seen, but I think I'll have a really good sweat for a place at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, played well. It's, it's, yeah. While, while the pri- prices are still being offered out there about Alex Fitzpatrick, then uh, I can see you see a logic in taking him, undoubtedly. Oh, you sidebar! Steve? I'm oh, okay. I'm proud I'm proud of you for taking an extra place in a shorter price poll. This is a really positive <laughs> first step. It's not therapy, isn't it? It must it must be because you're sick. I mean, it's something changed. Move the mouse on you. Yeah, it's, it seems it seems to be a bit random whether I do it or not. But uh, yeah, it depends on the feeling at the time. Uh, Steve, you got any fifty to one or shorter? I don't think Fitzpatrick, Alex. Is going to be at the prices he is for much longer, but I've 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 left him this week. So um, so Barry's making the right call. I the one for me was Billy Horschel on first show thirty five to one. I got with um, each way extra eight places each way through bet three six five on Billy. We just know when he comes to Europe, he plays properly. He's had a terrible year. Um, he's been very vocal about that. He's been very honest and transparent. I think that's good. Uh, don't forget this. This you know he was in the Presidents Cup team last year, mm. so his his fall from grace has been immense. But as as we've seen with many players over the years, he seems to have turned it round quicker than say a Ricky has or did. Um, he's now back. I mean, the the number that grabbed me on Billy Ho was he absolutely adores Wyndham. I get that, but he was second for GIR. He was eighth for driving accuracy, third total driving, second total accuracy, third ball striking. Yeah, that'll do. Takes these events seriously over here. So I think Billy Horshaw at 35 to 1. And we always say players that are playing really well in the States, that transfers so well to the DP World Tour. Mm. Um, he's over here. We know he's been here. Clearly, he was taken in the delights of Kenilworth Road on Friday. So he's been over on this time zone for a period. I just can't see any reason why he wouldn't back him at 35 to 1. No. And, and unfortunately, Paul, for you, I'm, I'm also in on Matt Wallace. I've been down this road before. You, you back someone like we, I backed Wallace last week in Europe. Or European Masters, you you walk away, and he and he and he pops up and wins the next week. There's nothing. Matt Wallace is doing nothing wrong at the moment. He's playing great golf. This is a decent level tournament, and we know with Wallace when he when he's driving the ball well, he likes being competitive in in big events. So yeah, I've stuck with Wallace. I managed to get forty five to one William Hill eight places each way like yesterday on Matt Wallace. Mm, did you? Very nice indeed. Yeah. It's been, as I say, it's been nibbled in a little bit, but uh, there's lot, yeah. lots to like with Wallace. And it, yeah, I, I, exactly, I'm with you. When he's driving the ball well, um, I think mm. he can he can compete with the very best in the world when he's uh, when he's got that part of his game on a string, which 
you're never going to get Matt Wallace to be a consistent Scotty Scheffler <laughs> type of just high ceiling week in, week out. He's always going to be one of these players that has big troughs and high ceilings. Mm. And at the when when he's actually playing well, you you've got to follow Wallace because he we know he he converts. Yeah, winner on the PGA Tour this year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he can he can get over the line, which is uh, mm. more than can be said about some players. No names mentioned. Um, okay, but a little bit further down the list, then uh, I've also backed uh, Thorbjorn Olsen at sixty six to one. The stat stat that really caught my eye last week was that Olsen topped greens in regulation. Uh, at Cranstall's, yeah. Tiny greens over there at Crosses, yeah. He hit nearly 85% of greens, which when I'm seeing that about a player like Olsen, I sit up, I take a very, a very big note of that. And, um, you know, he deserves to be backed purely off the back of that, I think, um, this week. Now, he started the season really well, uh, went off the boil a bit after after the, the start that he made. He won in Thailand, he got three more top sixes and then it kind of drifted a little bit. But something seems to be uh, moving in the right direction. He was 11th at the Czech Masters where he ranked 8th for strokes gained putting. And uh, as I said, he had some very strong uh, iron performances last week. He's got a strong record in Ireland generally, and he was 10th here on the course here at the K Club back in 2016. So some good course form to fall back on as well from then. Talking of course form um, from 2016, I've also backed Eddie Pepperell um, at 80-1. to Now, Eddie finished 8th here behind Rory back in 2016. He shot 76 in the third round and had he just gone anywhere near par that, that day, he'd have been much, much closer to uh, to pushing Rory all the way uh, back here seven years ago. Good form coming in as well from uh, from Eddie. Third at Galgorm Castle, eighth last week at Cross of Sierra. His last three outings, eighth, fourth and fifth for strokes gained approach. Fifth for strokes gained tee to green last week at Cross. I mean, for me, that's a fairly dismissive price for a player who um, has got a serious chance here. I think of uh, of making the frame, if not winning the golf tournament at eighty to one. So happy to take Eddie. Also happy to take, and also pretty dismissive price um, about uh, Guido Migliozzi, who's uh, backed in now a hundred to one. The best price you could get. Um, there was a little bit more available yesterday. Um, but that's hundreds of one about a player who, again, has the ability to get over the line. Uh, is, uh, is, is, is more than acceptable in my view. And now the Guido was in the very early conversation. I'm sure you guys will remember uh, for the Ryder Cup uh, when he won the uh, French Open right at the start of qualifying last year. And, um, you know, there was this, this whole talk about uh, Guido playing in his homeland and uh, making his Ryder Cup debut and all of that. Didn't quite happen. Um, form went off the boil a bit after that, but um, seems to have uh, seems to have found something of late. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him or, or perhaps one of the other guys that I've backed make this kind of belated uh, Ryder Cup statement and actually go and win this tournament. Six cuts from six starts for Guido over the last few weeks. He was 10th at the BMW International Open, 13th at Croix-Sucier last week. Within that, rounds of 61 and 63. So some big spiky rounds within there. Got no form in Ireland, and that probably explains his price to a certain <coughs> degree. But I'm happy to take a chance on that um, at 100 to 1. Uh, that's my five. So Guido, Eddie Pep, uh, Thorbjorn Olsen, Matt Wallace, and... Billy 
for sure. Any longer prices from you, Barry? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna join with on Eddie Pepperell. Just like um, yeah, for all the reasons. But when he when he gets hot, he seems to just hang on to it, and uh, hopefully that could, you know hopefully that hanging on equals like a place at the worst or maybe threatening a win would be lovely. Um, yep. I'm going to stick with um, Rio Hitsatsune, um, who was like 13th, I think, last week. So, a good week. Just not good enough for the... Where are we? 13th last week, yeah. Not good enough to get a return, but, it's, you know, the form is yeah. there, 14th and 13th the last two weeks. So, maybe we just need one or two more birdies to get up that leaderboard. Mm. And yeah. the... Other that's 125 to one, and the other one is 125 to one is one you mentioned earlier. I think was Fabrizio Zanotti. Mm-hmm. So he's fourth and 24th his last two weeks, and he you know he's finished fourth and seventh in the Irish Open in two of the last three years with a 33rd in the middle. So not you know not um, analogous in terms of course, but vibe is right for him in Ireland. Something there so. Um, I've jumped on 125 to one for Zanotti as well. Yeah, no, I'll get I'll get the Zanotti pick. Um, this, he's got some good form on Parkland tracks over the over the years. I vaguely remember him winning in uh, Germany on a on Parkland track, and I've backed him on uh, at uh, Wentworth in the past as well on that kind of basis. So uh, mm. quite 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 reasonable to see him uh, see him play well this week. Good stuff. Um, what about you, Steve? Any any longer? Guys on your roster. Yeah, I don't normally get stuck into the triple digits, but I was quite impressed this week with some of them. I mean, I managed to get Connor Sim hundred to one with ball sports eight places each way. Mm. I mean, the guy's playing red hot golf, isn't he? Yeah, a couple of top, couple of top fives on the bounce for Connor. Yeah, yeah. In terms of an each way punt, I get it. Yeah, it's Sunday's tend to be a bit of a challenge for him. Um, but yeah, that's uh, there's a few you can say the same thing for. Yeah, but we yeah for for an in, kind of insurance bet, I thought Connor Sim at hundred to one with the boils on the eights was good. Yep. Um, I took Guido as well. I can see Guido now. The Ryder Cup qualifications gone in the rear view, rear view mirror. This is a guy that can win Rolex Series level events. Mm. Clearly played very nicely last week. I managed to get 125 to 1, seven places each way with Betfair Sportsbook on Guido. I could just see him, especially with his defence of the Open de France just a couple of weeks away. He'll get that game into good shape. I would have thought he'll feel like the the, the weight of the world has lifted off his shoulders and all of a sudden he starts playing good golf again. Mm-hmm. So I can I can see Guido popping up. And the, the other one that I, you know, I, I put him up a few weeks ago in the States... Probably, I think he missed the cut from memory. He didn't do a great deal, but you know that's Eric Van Royen, is it? But hundred and seventy-five to one, I grabbed him in on him yesterday with Treble Eight Sport. Yeah, five plates each way, but that's just that was just a wrong price. So he's a bit of homeless at the moment. He's he's fighting to keep a card in the states. Um. And you can just see, though, that his game is actually rounding into form with Eric. You said this about Matt Wallace a, a few minutes ago. When, when when some of these players can be very errant off the tee, all of a sudden Eric has actually found the driver. 
He was second for total driving last week at um, Kran, which yep. is a pretty tough driving course. He was fourth for ball striking. So I, I just think Eric will, you know, now that he's playing some better golf, he needs to, you know, find out where he's playing next year. If he can keep playing some good golf in the fall on the PGA Tour, great. If he can, if he can rack up a couple of decent top ten finishes on the DP World Tour and make sure that he's got a home over here as well, if if the uh, if it doesn't go so well in the states, I, I think Van Royen at the moment is clearly a class above many in this field, and he's got reasons to play for right now. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think Eric Van Royen at one hundred and seventy five to one was, was a good punt as well. Yep. So Horschel, Wallace, and then I've got a triple digits. Syme, is it Sim or Syme? Kind of Syme, yeah. Yep. You know what I'm like with my pronunciations. Uh, Guido. And Eric Van Royen. Brilliant. That's us then. Yeah, that's uh, looking forward to it. There's a, a, a good week coming up this week, and as I say, got a really good uh, field assembled for uh, for Wentworth next week, haven't we? Just looking through it: Rory, Rahm, Fleetwood, Lowry, Matt Fitzpatrick, Hovland, Hatton Rose. So a real, real strong contingent from the uh, the Ryder Cup. Uh, squad for Team Europe coming through and uh, and gracing us with our their presence next week at uh, at Wentworth should be good. Even better, we're, we're all three of us are going to be there, aren't we? Indeed, yes, on the Friday. On Friday, Barry's flying across from the Emerald Isle to spend uh, a Friday afternoon or Friday with us at the golf at Wentworth, and so that's all good. We look forward to that. Right, chaps, thank you for your time. I hope your bets go well. Yeah, best of luck, boys. You too, boys. Best of luck on your bets, listeners. If you're still with us, you can follow us on X, of course. I am at Bamford Golf. We've got Barry at A Good Talk Golf. And Paul is at Golf Betting. And also, if you're still with us, please, if you could spare the time for a five-star review on Apple or just press that five-star button on Spotify. We would really, really, really appreciate it. Right. Thanks for your time, chaps. We'll be back next week for the BMW PGA Championship and also the Fortinet Championship on the PGA Tour. Goodbye. If you like betting on golf, but everyone that you back misses the cut, get some experts involved. All the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf 